You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. And welcome back to the Oz Network. We are here with season four coverage of Nip Tuck. We are ripping towards the end of this season. Uh, got a, a very, very interesting episode to talk about here. This is uh, season four, episode 13, Reefer. Um, first came out on 28th of November 2006, directed by Lynn Green. Um, really looking forward to getting talking about this one, but uh, my name's Nick, and um, is your mum single? She's got nice tits. <laughs> and my name's Ben, and if that's where you inject Rezalyn into my cooch and I can come like a house on fire, then yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is another one of those real quotable episodes, eh? There's just some, some good moments here. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a whole a whole bunch of stuff that happens in this episode. It's like, you know, it goes from like crazy ridiculous to... Um, you know, like like just really serious stuff and quite gruesome stuff as well. So it, there's definitely a heap to unpack in this episode. And it was one of those ones that was such a pleasant surprise. I didn't see it coming, really. It just, yeah, it was, um, I don't know, I just thought, oh, Christmas episode, this is going to suck. And it turns out it's actually pretty good. I always forget how good this episode actually is. Um, there's really very little, if anything, in this episode that I do not like. This, to me, is just... Such a fantastic episode, and I know we talked about it uh, last season about how I just was not a fan of uh, you know when they did the Joy Kringle episode, so the first kind of Christmas episode <laughs> they did. But I just I love this episode so much. There's just so much in this, you know. It's um, it's so funny. It's so kind of yeah, as you said, like grotesque. You know, we've got sort of the return of Wilbur and just kind of so much stuff that's kind of leading to the you know the ultimate payoff of this entire season, uh, which is kind of weird. Which you know that Troy Troy Kringle tried to do that, but I just think where that failed, this one succeeds. And I, yeah, I always, always love this episode. And as I said, I just always forget how actually good this episode ultimately is. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones too. Is like as I think we've established here is that I have um, fairly inconsistent memories of the show, especially the, the further along we move. And for some reason, I just remember this has been like a really shitty episode and you know the whole thing with reefer i just said kind of i hadn't really remembered where that goes so yeah it, it, it's interesting to kind of look back and, and think about what my memories were and and what it actually is because yeah it is it's it's by far the superior christmas episode of nip tuck i suppose of the two we, we've talked about so far but we can get into it anyway and you know sean and matt are, are doing their christmas shopping and um annie's sick what what does she have i've already forgotten strep, uh, um, strep throat that's right Poor Annie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a, a poor Annie moment. It's not really a poor Annie episode, but um, yeah. And so, um, you know, um, basically, Sean is, is saying, "Oh, you know, you, you can hang with me during the holidays." And, and Matt's off on a cruise, um, like some what is it? Some Scientology um, cruise of yeah, some sort. Scientology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all, it's all a bit weird. We're still quite early into this this Scientology story, really. I mean. Um, you know, it's been a while since we talked about it, but it's it's also not really been established all that much. So kind of, I almost forget sometimes when you know Matt drops this information. And yeah, so anyway, it's this whole thing of um, Sean suddenly realises he's going to be alone for Christmas. So maybe it's the the poor Sean episode. Well, we we kind of get these every now and then, you know, with the the poor Sean stuff. And like, you know, we obviously had that with the dreaded series of episodes last season, which we you know it's kind of like Voldemort. Thou shall not mention their names, but. Um, 
you know, I think kind of what it does differently this time around is that we we talked about a couple of episodes ago with obviously Conor McNamara 2026. So this kind of is the final time we kind of get this whole Julia, you know, Sean breakup. So this one kind of is the final straw for, for Sean. And it's kind of... What's interesting is, you know, what you'll obviously see a little bit next episode where it kind of ultimately leads to Sean kind of doing what he always does in situations like this. This is all all ultimately leading to actually him finally going through with it to a, a certain extent, which is going to lead to that huge shift towards Season 5. So um, what I really think is great about this episode, I mean, this is a poor Sean episode. I think Dylan Walsh stars in this episode, but you actually really do kind of feel sorry for Sean in this episode. Not that you don't in other episodes, but, you know, just sort of everything that, like, every time Sean's sort of got an opening there to have something good for him on Christmas, it just gets ripped away from him, so... Um, this is what I just think this episode does really, really well with it. Um, and yeah, Dylan Walsh is just amazing in this episode. Yeah, and I think it is really a showcase for his abilities. But it's also one of those things that you know we are really starting to establish who Sean is, and, and uh, when things go wrong, he does tend to um, you know overreact and, and turn turn to alcohol or violence or you know aggressive sex seems to be one of his <laughs> things. You know, like for, for this fairly straight laced guy, when you know he's fine when things are going well, but as soon as things start going wrong. You know, he's, he's, I can't imagine Christian pulling out a knife and, you know, cutting his own wrists and, um, doing some of the things that Sean does. You know, like, you think of Christian as the kind of more crazy character, but Sean's the one that ultimately does the, the more unexpected, you know, out of the box things when, when his world starts to fall apart, I suppose you would say. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Although this time around he doesn't seem to hit anyone this episode, so that's kind of, uh, growth for Sean, I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we see we see Sean at the bar anyway, and uh, he's he's all alone, and you know it's all very sad and and all that kind of thing. But um, yeah, and, and you know this is going to be a bit of a theme for this episode, is that you know Sean is getting smashed and and drinking way too much, and you know he doesn't doesn't just hold that back away from work. He's kind of getting drunk anywhere, and uh, yeah, we we you know go to the credits, come out of the credits, and this is where Sean meets uh, the titular character of the episode, Reefer, which is this homeless guy. Um, who's you know kind of standing around hoping for some money, and um, I think they've done a pretty good kind of job in terms of how this guy looks. I think his kind of his costuming and makeup kind of fits the character pretty well. Um, you know, Sean gives him like a dollar, and um, he's like, "Oh, is that all you can do?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and that's where um, Sean kind of loses it a little bit, you know, and gives gives him a bit of a, a rant about you know he should be should be thankful for anything he gets. Yeah, and this is um, Charles Hayde, so I, I'm sure you met, heard me mention him a few times um, through directing um, that he uh, that he directed a few episodes. But um, for for anybody who tunes in through uh, our other shows and um, obviously listens to our Third Watch coverage, would know him in Third Watch in season six as Captain Finney. Um, and like not just that, I mean he's you know been in so many things. If you look at his filmography, you're going to find something that he's been in. Um, so obviously skilled in the directing um, department and also great in the acting. So, yeah, he definitely really looks the part of a homeless person. Um, and I just kind so of just you just to stop you there, Ben. So are, you, are you saying that he's um, he he's directed a few episodes of Nip Tuck, or he's just yeah. a director in general? No, no, he's he's directed episodes of Nip Tuck. Like he's he's dabbled in directing, but he's he's probably more known as an actor. But, um, oh, you know, wow. okay. so th- this season, I mean, alone, he kind of, he directed Burt Landau, he directed Meryl Bobolet, uh, and he directed wow. last week Diana LeBay. So, and I believe he still directs a few more moving forward. But, um, yeah, so this is, this is the guy who he's directed at least three episodes so far. Uh, and yeah, this is, this is him. So, um, and I, I mean, I just, yeah, I go ahead. Just heard you there. 
Yeah, I just misheard you there too, except for a minute there when you said he directed Diana Lou Bay, I thought you said he directed Die Another Day, and I thought that makes a lot of sense. You know, was... <laughs> <laughs> no, that was uh, our esteemed um, New Zealand director, which uh, T- Tamahore, uh, Lee Tamahore, yes. of course. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, hmm, you're just trying to you're just trying to forget that a New Zealander directed that movie. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, but that's probably a good. He's going to be a really good guest character for this episode. Now we only get him once, yeah. but he's he's a lot of fun when we when we do see him. I think he kind of fits the bill really well here. I think we can definitely put him in the conversation when we do talk about these like best one time sort of people. Um, and he's kind of got that tragic story arc on this episode where he kind of it starts off bad, gets good, and then ultimately he ends terribly for him. But I just love the back and forth between him and Sean that we kind of get this episode, and you know, great chemistry between the two of them in this kind of weird sort of you know, Sean, you, you know, the rich person, and uh, you know, obviously Reefer here, the poor person, and I just I just love kind of how it all ends up for these two sort of ultimately on the beach, and then when it all gets into the uh the surgery but um yeah i love reefer he's a he's a great character and i really like charles Hayes. he's a great actor too yeah and no, i think it, it works works very very well in this episode but uh, then we head over and we see um christian and and michelle and you know they've got these um 250 each um <laughs> ornaments for the tree and they're going to st petersburg for christmas and the the, the life of of plastic surgeon that's a tough one i can tell you <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, Nick, but I mean, I often have $250, you know, unique crystal ornaments just before I'm about to fly off to Russia for Christmas Eve. I mean, God, what what world are you living in? Podcast hosts have a good too. Come on. Yeah, I know. But I mean, I guess that we kind of juxtapose, juxtaposition this against, um, Michelle saying, you know, when she was, she was young, she, uh, couldn't really afford these things. And, you know, so I think that, you know, it just kind of, you know, poor girl come good type of thing but you know just as he kind of starting to make out one well, make out's probably a bit strong but you know sean walks through the door um and yeah it's all it's all rather awkward i do love that we actually do see the receptionist at um <laughs> mcnamara troy and behind them there so yeah she's doing some work for a change thank god yeah well i mean you know she she does her job very well in this episode by letting random people into christian's office so uh clearly <laughs> you know this is the one time she was doing a work for that day and then to the rest of the time i don't know what she was doing reading celebrity dog magazine or whatever the hell james is reading in just a few moments yeah yeah something something weird like that yeah yeah but uh, anyway you know sean goes in and he, he has this uh uh, I, I do like the line here though before we before we move out of this as he says something about um um give my best to Putin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that it, it, it's um a relevant line even today. So some <laughs> some things never change. Um but yes, uh, anyway there's uh we, we go into um this consult and in Diana we get a nice little call back to the last episode and um Diana's sent this nice big gift basket to Sean which has got uh, what kind of alcohol is it? I've kind oh, of, is that brown? I don't know, it's brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it does look something like brandy, I have to say. But anyway, you know, he's uh, and he cracks it open straight away and puts some into his like coffee mug. Um, he'd still be able to smell this, right? I mean, oh, for sure. He, Come on, <laughs> he's not kidding anybody. Um, but yes, yeah, so you know, he's he's basically going to be drunk during this this consult, and um, it is um, I've forgotten the the name of the the patient, but she basically wants a G spot amplification. Um, <laughs> Which don't we all, <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. H- Mrs. Hickok? Hickok, um, yes, yeah, yeah. So she's she says she's a frigid bitch, and um, 
you know, she yeah, she hasn't been able to get off, and has she she's split up with her husband, hasn't she? And yeah, um, she's she's basically going to treat herself. I like how Sean like offers her like a snack or something. Yeah, I love that cup. too. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just sitting there eating like, his like little biscuits or whatever he's got in his little bag there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, now she wants a, a G spot amplification so that she can have. Uh, you know, a killer orgasm, as she says, and um, we kind of slide straight into this thing where, you know, Sean's taking a look at her, which is, you know, that's, that's kind of unusual, like, normally we kind of get a scene in because, the, you know, that's kind of how things work, is that, um, basically, they, they have a, you know, an appointment, and then they'll have a consult, and then they'll have surgery, it's, it's generally not straight into the, into the consult, at least that's the way I've always read it in the past, I might be wrong about that, but um, I do like it's, it's made very clear that, you know, Sean's still drunk during this whole thing, and <laughs> <laughs> like, he, like he's got basically he's like drying his hands he like throws the towel like he's you know like Elvis or something um, and um, you know and, and basically like he, well, he gets her off doesn't he and I just I love the music to it like the joy to the world yeah um, like it's just you, know, you must have been loving this thing oh just a bit where they like tie in the lyrics of like when she's actually orgasming and it's like joy to the world the lord has come or something like that it's, just <laughs> yeah. the way it's like edited into it it's beautiful but like i mean what a procedure like if this is legit like he's basically got to get her like aroused and to the point where she's like you know coming just to inject that resonant stuff into her g-spot so i mean like what an actual procedure that is but um, it's, yeah, it's, it's just kind of a fun scene. It's just, and I like the fact, I think it wasn't, wasn't it Christian said that like, oh, um, can you do this one? It's a little bit, you know, in my situation, a little bit provocative for me or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's like a fun thing. And this is the thing too, like, you know, obviously this episode is called Reefer and we, we talked up how much Reefer is great, but Mrs. Hickok is kind of just, she's a blink and you miss character that really has no bearing on this season or this episode, but it's just kind of just a fun little, you know, cameo here. Lisa Ann Walter, who plays her, like, I, she's in Bruce Almighty from memory. She's like, um, Jennifer Anderson's character's like best friend in that film. Like, I've seen her in other things too, but, um, yeah, it's a fun scene. And, uh, yeah, the, you're right, the song and the editing is just great. Yeah, it is. It's it's done really, really well, and you know, so obviously we're going to get a callback to it later in the episode. But yeah, I think it is really fun, and like just the whole, you know, as an actor, you must die for scenes like this where you can just kind of, you know, have a bit of fun with it, and and you know, Dylan Walsh is really having fun with it. Yes, I absolutely agree. Sorry, I have a, a friend in the background. I have move locations, and I have a dog barking, which they're very happy for this scene too. So I just thought I would share that if you can hear that in the background. <laughs> I mean, who who wasn't happy to see this? Yes, um, but yeah, dogs are so, happy about uh, this scene. Yes, yes, of course they are. But uh, we kind of move on to um, Christian, and he's you know he's in his office and he's practicing his his uh, Russian um, on his his iPod or whatever it is. And um, Wendell Sutherland comes in, so uh, we can and you know obviously this is something we didn't point out at the start, but you know on the previously on we got a callback to the whole Wilbur situation, which. Um, if you're watching this episode for the first time, would have been quite unusual because we haven't really talked about Wilbur in quite some time. So that would have kind of keyed you off that there was something coming in this episode around the whole Wilbur situation. But uh, anyway, this is this is James Sutherland's son has kind of walked in and um, and James has died and 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 his mother, right? So uh, uh, his wife. So they both died in a car accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Christian is is still been appointed the legal guardian for Wilbur and uh, we find out that he, he didn't tack to the name Gabriel so he's been called Wilbur ever since um, yeah and, and so this is going to be quite a, 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 a huge moment for Christian's character really is that you know um, suddenly he's he's back to being a father uh, if he decides to take it on 
Yeah, it's it's good to see him back. And what I really love about this, and I think we talked about this, you know, initially when um, sort of Wilbur was brought into it, is that they keep the same uh, actor basically throughout this whole thing. So, because uh, he's got a very distinct look, um, little Wilbur, jo- Josiah, Josiah Henry or Josiah, one of those. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's a nice little thing. This is kind of what this episode has, like as we said, it's got so much going on. It's like, oh, here's a you know plot twist. Oh, boom, you know, Christian's going to be a dad again. Just as, you know, he's obviously trying to settle down with Michelle. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a nice little thing to kind of call back to it and sort of bring him back into it. Um, I, I think it, you know, it could be seen as kind of just like a cheap plot device of, hey, let's bring something back in the past to create tension. But I think it's done in a way that it's, it's not, it doesn't seem that way. So, um, yeah, I like the fact that kind of Wilbur comes back into his life and, you know, obviously sad that, uh, you know, James and all that died, but uh, we only knew him briefly, and uh, I think we met the mother once, didn't, or the wife once, so, yeah, I like it. I like Wilbur coming back. Yeah, I think it's um, it's good for Christian's development, I think, um, although I think yeah, if I'm looking into my crystal ball a little bit, I do believe Wilbur becomes a little bit like, you know, what Annie is, oh, yeah. um, this kind of, there when it's um, convenient to have a, a, a kid. But, um, you know, when, when Christian's off banging somebody for the night, you know, conveniently, he doesn't need to worry about where Wilbur is. So it is one of those weird things. And, you know, when you have a show like this and you have kids in it, you know, you're always going to get those moments. But, um, yeah, I think this is, um, you know, it's, it's a cool kind of um, moment to bring Wilbur back in. It's, you know, a pretty tragic situation. And, um, yeah, I, I suppose um, we, we're going to come back to the story. There is a scene in between, but I think we should probably just keep on talking about this um, and, and then come back to the Reaper stuff. So I think we just go straight into what the reaction is from, from Michelle because that's obviously going to be quite a big part of this is that Michelle basically is, is not into this. She doesn't want this to happen. Yeah, and what I think is really interesting about this is because, um, you know, ultimately when we first found out about Wilbur and then, you know, we have the big cliffhanger of season one is the fact that he's black and it's kind of like, holy shit, you know, it's not Christian's baby. But then the way he's kind of brought back in, it's kind of, it's not made an issue. Like, it's never made an issue after that. But then kind of when we get that scene with Michelle later on when she's just kind of like, you never told me he was black. And Christian's like, well, I don't look at him that way. Like, why would I tell you that? Um, so I kind of like how that kind of plays out. And, you know, again, just can never not say enough for Sana Lathan, just how good of an actress she is, just the way she kind of, you know, just she's got this look about her, the way when Christian obviously is telling her about it and she's kind of, you know, like, no, I don't, I can't do this. I just, you know, spent however long, you know, changing nappies. I'm not ready to do this. And then obviously ultimately as soon as she sees Wilbur, she's just automatically in love. And I, I can't remember if it's this episode. I think it's the next episode, isn't it, where she says like, you know, you just can't be in a bad mood around him. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, I think it's 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 a sweet little sort of play in it. It's just, you know, it's... it's I just, again, I love the Christian and Michelle stuff. I love kind of when Wilbur comes into it. They just look like a pretty, you know, uh, normal family. I think the kind of the way this is all played out to it. So, um, you know, I mean, at this point, we're kind of all believing that Christian's finally found someone. This is kind of all settling down for him. It's kind of all working out for him. So, and ultimately, they sadly can't go to Russia anymore. Because, I mean, they had that fun scene with Christian sitting in that chair, like, speaking Russian, before, obviously, yeah, yeah. Uh, the terrible receptionist lets, uh, lets the uncle in or whoever, the brother in. So, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things I think too here is, you know, Christian asks a question of if I say no, what happens? So, you know, he doesn't have to say yes to this. And, um, you know, they kind of say, oh, you know, the church will find a good home for him. Yeah. So it doesn't quite the worst thing. Like, you know, you kind of think as well, like if they had gone, um, oh, well, you know, like we'll, we'll just have to send him to a foster agency or whatever. Um, but they kind of don't do that. It's, um, 
you know, they do kind of say that, this, you know, if you decide to say no, then that's not going to be the, the worst thing for him. But, mm-hmm. you know, Christian he kind of had his heart set on this for a long time. And I think it says a lot for the character that he's not somebody that just kind of pawns off, and which will be an interesting callback in a couple of episodes, you know, that he doesn't, he doesn't just kind of pawn off these these characters, you know, this this kid like other characters do. Um, and I think that that's a really important thing for Christian. It makes him more human. And I think this kind of outlandish character who, you know, it's sometimes hard to get on board with the way he carries on is, you know, this kind of, it, it kind of grounds him. So I think it is really key for his character yeah and also just like a little thing too that i love this bit when um you first see wilbur again and he kind of runs up to christian and he's like daddy like it's just you know it's so sweet and so cute and julian mcmahon like just even just that little scene it's kind of it it is a bit of a throwback to when um you know christian sort of had that brief little moment with wilbur before he got taken away from him but um the the bit when he's kind of got the bear there in front of the tree and he's kind of adjusting his suit and just you know julian mcmahon just you know plays nervous really well it's kind of a weird thing to say but just you know just it's so believable and i think we've talked before about how julian mcmahon's great with you know kids uh, when we see him with it but it's just it's sort of another thing too that you can really see him you know just being a great dad in real life yeah 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 so no i think we're, we're um jumping out of the sequence here a little bit in terms of the scenes but because um we have jumped over one which is um sean kind of walking past reefer and um you know reefer making a, a comment about his fancy suit um you know um yeah, and, and you know, so they have this the whole argument around, you know, does he deserve money? Um, and so you know, Christian kind of pulls out and gives him five dollars instead of of the one dollar. Um, and you know, like this whole thing about you know, does he deserve it because he's worked hard? And I, I think it's kind of like an always a really on ongoing, interesting kind of conversation to be having. You know, is that it's it. Yeah, this kind of transcends the show a little bit because I think this is something that we all kind of think about and, and have arguments one way or another about um, at certain times in our lives. So, yeah, I think it's it, it's quite captivating and interesting story to, to kind of have in the middle of this episode. Yeah, and I, I also like the just to kind of lead up to this scene when they've got, like, that fancy editing, like, with the the way they've got the black strips, kind yeah. of, you know, as he's kind of walking yeah, yeah. through there. Because there's obviously a throwback to before when Mrs. Hickok said, like, oh, you look really good in Versace, and now he's gone and bought, like, a Gucci suit or something like that. And let's be honest, Dylan Walsh pulls this off. He looks, you know, we talk about how much a Christian looks great in his suits and his fashion. Like, God, Dylan Walsh really pulls his look off with those sunglasses. I want a pair of those sunglasses. They look awesome. Um, but, yeah, just the back and forth between the two kind of, like, what does he say? Like, do you think Jesus loves you more because you've got money? He's like, or do you think Jesus loves you more because you've got less? Um, and just kind of even that connection there when Reefer sort of looks at him about, you know, oh, what misery are you hiding or something like that? It's like, oh, who says I'm miserable? And it's like, well, I'm drunk, not blind. Um, so it's just kind of a nice way of connecting these two and ultimately what's going to, you know, play out throughout the rest of this episode. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's, it's a good point there because I think you know um, Sean's always just kind of you know the way he's costumed is this very kind of button down character, um, and you know often the colours they give him, I always think they give him like really kind of browns and greys, and they kind of make him a very kind of bland looking character next to Christian, and you know here they've kind of given him this really tailored suit, and yeah, he does look the part, he looks really really good. So yeah, no, it, it is a cool scene, and it is kind of setting up for what's going to happen. A little bit further on, but um, yeah, then we had the Michelle scene, which we've already talked about, um, which kind of leads into the scene where um, Escobar has basically sent this ham um, to the to the 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 office, which is kind of just this weird threatening behaviour that's kind of come through. Um, 
yeah, I mean, the cops say they're going to install cameras. Um, and, and this kind of leads us into the scene with, with James, you know, and, and Michelle kind of makes a bit of a warning that, you know, there's going to be cameras here, so you can't just kind of do whatever you want around this place. So, yeah, I think it's um, it, it's all just increasing the menace, I guess, of, of this whole... You know, we're kind of getting to the, the sticky end of it. This is the third to last episode, and you know, just really increasing the danger as we kind of come into the home straight here. Yeah, and particularly the way it kind of leads into the next episode with it. But, I mean, it's just... it's We obviously had that a few episodes ago with Escobar coming back, but then it's just kind of just this little mention. Because, like, you know, we knew a couple of episodes ago when Escobar was there that there's no way he's not going away. So, I mean, it's kind of... It's just a, it's just a subtle little mention. Again, kind of what you were saying about how... Um, you know, if you didn't see it before, you don't know who Wilbur is. Like, obviously, if you're watching this and you've seen Escobar a few episodes ago, you might be like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's fair enough. He was from a few episodes ago. But obviously, if you've watched this from the beginning, you know kind of the menace and the threatening nature he has over these guys. So um, I just I just kind of love the scenes around this. Like, when Nurse Linda comes in with a reindeer is on and it's like, oh, you know, you yeah. should come and see this. And then I just love that um the little awkward scene between Christian and Sean, like when they're talking to the FBI and they're all like, oh, yeah, absolutely, no problem. You can, you know, put the cameras in whatever and the way christian just turns to sean it's like that's a really nice suit gucci yeah yeah it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah. this awkward little scene between the two and then i love it it's yeah. a quick little cut to james in bed reading celebrity doggies it's <laughs> 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 just hilarious yeah. uh, it's a subtle little humor in this episode which you know there's some that's not so subtle but it's just you know here's james reading celebrity doggies why not yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of setting up um, stuff that, that's coming, at, you know, both in this episode and a little bit further along here. But, uh, yeah, so then we get this, um, yeah, this, this almost quite graphic scene, actually, of um, Santa, and he's kind of come down the chimney. And, well, no, what was the backstory of actually, of, of, it was that he came down a chimney and somebody lit him on fire or something. He was he was trying to surprise his kid or something like that, and yeah. um, he told his wife, and his wife still lit the fire, but then claimed she forgot to because they were going through a messy divorce. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and then this kind of well, we we get um, the poppy characters back here. So Alanis Morissette is, is back on in in the frame for this whole thing, um, and so she yeah, so she's the one that kind of actually knows the center, and he was going to be the kind of mall center, and so now they don't have somebody, and saying oh, Chris, um, sorry, Sean, you've got nothing to do. You might want to be the the the, the center, which is going to lead us to probably one of the funniest scenes in Nip Tuck that we're, we're getting there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, so kind of in the middle of this kind of Christian comes in and um, announces that, you know, Wilbur's back, um, which is, you know, it's a, an exciting moment for the show. I'm not sure it was uh, delivered in quite the best way, but, you know, in, in terms of, you know, it, it's kind of a bit understated really, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it's good. I, I like that, uh, you know, Christian's happy. It's nice to see nice to see these guys happy occasionally. I'm really sad that Alanis Morissette isn't in this show more because she just is great. She's just, I know we talked her up last time she was on, but just, just something about her. She's actually a really good actress and just her character, just kind of the way she is. It's just, you know, I think when we get to that next episode, it, just, it kind of ends very abruptly. Um, but I just, I don't know. I just like the way she's kind of here and she's like talking about this being like a really good friend. And then she's kind of like the way she's delivering the lines, like of, you know, Oh, Sean, you know, what are you doing on Christmas Eve? And poor old Sean's falling for it. Like, oh, well, I'm going to be by myself. I'd love for you to come over. And it's like, no, do you want to play Santa? Just kind of just the back and forth there. But, um, yeah, and even sort of Christian sort of walking in, um, you know, I've, my son's back and everything. It's, it's an interesting sort of way of delivering it. But, um, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. It's again, it's a nice little scene and kind of setting up, obviously, what we're going to get to maybe one of the two main memorable scenes from this episode. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's good. Um, yeah, and then we move into um, basically Mrs. Mrs. Hickok is back, um, and you know, Sean's more or less overdone it with the um, <laughs> the G spot amplification that everything's getting her off and. Basically, she has a <laughs> has an orgasm right there because she's got the phone on vibrate and realised that he's actually drunk and that he was drunk when he gave her and you know so and, and she does actually mention you know like earlier we said that you know you'd be able to smell this but uh, yeah that that she actually could smell it there so and she could smell it the first time and yeah so I think it, it's it's kind of all tying it together and, and you know Christian comes in and basically digs him out of out of the hole. Um, you know that he'll he'll sort it out for her. So yeah, it, it's a bit of a, a role reversal here. That it's normally Christian who's having to um, be saved, but this time it's Sean. Is it offensive that Christian's just like, oh, we'll fix this up, I'll reverse the procedure and give you some free Botox? Like, I mean, <laughs> d- does every woman want Botox? I think that would be kind of insulting sometimes. Like, if you kind of got told, would you like some free Botox? Um, yeah, but it's just. Uh, yeah, the, the first thing that um, that doctors do is that you know it's, these guys are just hardwired to basically it's like a car salesman, isn't it? They're just yeah. I'll throw in the stereo or I'll throw in this, like I'll just throw in some Botox. Just, yeah, I think that's. And I love the way kind of like the phone goes off and then the way she's just like talking about like I can never show my face in spin class again. And then just yeah. like the bit where Christian is like, I'll make sure that you're fully satisfied. Uh, uh, please, uh, I'll reverse. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you kind of have this, you know, after she leaves, is that you, you kind of have this, I guess it starts off as, as Christian trying to be helpful, but turns into a bit of an argument. And, um, you know, Sean kind of venting the fact that, you know, his life's falling apart while while Christian's is, is getting all excited. And, you know, um, we, we obviously get the information here that, that Christian's not going anywhere now. He's staying with Wilbur. So, yeah, I think it's, um, it, these guys are always great when they're playing off each other and, um yeah, I mean, it feels like we haven't had a good scene just between the two of them for a little while. So, no, I, I really enjoy it. It's, it's a fairly quick little argument they have, have here, but it is a lot of fun, I think. Yeah, it was a bit when he's like, I had a family once, you were part of it, and, you know, just stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a nice little scene between the two. It's kind of like these scenes between these two are always just short and sweet now. I mean, we had one, what was it, last week, didn't we? I think it was the week before. Uh, but, I mean, it's just kind of, they're just they're, they're brief little moments, so we don't kind of have these really deep and meaningful ones. Um, you know, I think we, we have one of them more so next episode, but, um, you know, I still think they're kind of, when you get them though, they still shine because, you know, ultimately this is about these two, this entire show. So when we get them, obviously you, you make the most of them and, and appreciate them when they're on the screen. Yeah. 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 And then we, we go to the scene that you talked a little bit about before, which is, um, Wilbur kind of arriving and, um, I've actually noted in, in my notes as well, really sweet scene, which is kind of what you said before, but I do like, there's a little bit of a callback and I don't know if it's deliberate or not. I'd imagine being a Ryan Murphy show, it is that, um, you know, I remember the scene where, uh, James brings Wilbur around in, in the second, second series, I think, the third series, whatever it was. Um, and, you know, Sean, I'm sorry, Christian's bought that massive, you know, yeah. um, animal for him and he's like putting it in different places and you can't quite decide where to put it. and you kind of get a call back here he's bought this massive teddy bear and he's doing the same thing um and you know you can really see the nerves in christian before wilbur arrives and um you know this kid wanders in and he's just all smiles it's really very very cute yeah just a little daddy scene it's just great as i said before and uh yeah just josiah josiah henry is just great uh he's just such a great little actor i mean he's what probably like like four here three here um, so, yeah, just, um, I, I'm, I'm sad that he didn't really go on to much, because, I mean, if he was this good of an actor as a little kid, what would he have been like growing up? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. It would be great when they do the um, the Nip Tuck reunion and they, yeah. you know, and, and Wilbur's, you know, Wilbur's now the Matt character or something like that. Yeah, it'll <laughs> be that'll be good. I'm looking forward to that. Wilbur's a mime. Yes, we we look forward to Wilbur's a mime. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah. Anyway, we move into um, as I've kind of talked a little bit about before this. <laughs> this kind of fantastic scene. I mean, it is just hilarious. The whole thing, which is basically Sean is drunk and he is Santa. And um, you know, I think I remember. I don't know if we talked about this when we were previewing it, but um, basically, when I was watching this, as I just took a screenshot of it and I sent it to you, as if I just I can't wait to talk about this. And it's just this hilarious moment, you know. And we get these. You know, he's just the most inappropriate Santa of all time. It's just like bad Santa, really, isn't it? And he's just drunk as anything. And so, you know, going on about, you know, is that your mum? She's got big tits. And, um, you know, just, yeah, it's just, it's so funny. And he's just like getting hit on by the little elves. And, um, yeah, it all kind of, kind of culminates with him getting blown by the, by, by one of, um, Santa's helpers, um, and, and in the grotto. It's, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't even know where to start with this. It is just hilarious. It's, <laughs> it's good, you know, like, you know, we don't often just cut loose and just have, like, this amazingly funny scene in Nip-Tuck, but this is just brilliant. Yeah, and just just some of the lines that Dylan Walsh is delivering here. He plays drunk really well. Like, I love the bit when he's in the house and he's, like, talking to the elf. It's like, do you know Marlo? It's like, oh, who's Marlo? It's like, oh, I thought you all hung out. Marlo was my wife's elf. <laughs> Just like that, and then just when he's like talking to this uh to the elf, and it's like, oh, you're a little ho ho ho, aren't you? <laughs> just like yeah. the way he's like talking to the kids, you know, like, oh, you want Santa to bring you diabetes? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Why do you want yeah, that so yeah. you can fall down and break your back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I just, just love how they, they you know, they, they kind of like every time you see something really inappropriate, and they just do like the snapshot, which is just like the photo. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's done really well too. It's just it's so funny. And I just love that when like Liz and that try and step in, and they're like, "Oh, one of Santa's reindeers died." Um, and just yeah, the bit when they kind of like cut to him, like you know, when here comes Christian with Wilbur and all that sort of stuff, and they look into the Santa sleigh, uh, the workshop, and yeah, the elves pleasuring him. So um, yeah, it's oh, it's a great scene. It really is, man. I mean, look. I think we're getting so many this season for potential top five moments, but you know, you know, both and I, if we can fit this in, we're gonna we're gonna argue for it. But I, I doubt it. We'll top ten maybe, but I don't think we can fit it in the top five. Yeah, I mean, it's probably just too comedic, you know. Like, and as fun as I do find the scene, yeah, it's probably not one you're going to be like, oh, I need to have this in the top five scenes. But it, it, to be honest, it's going to be one of the most memorable scenes I've I've ever seen because it's oh, you won't forget this one in a hurry, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. It's just so funny and you know we'll take this any day uh over anything we had christmas last year on uh on nip tuck so yes <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and i think you know it kind of I, I think that you know ryan murphy's got great timings for when it's a good idea to play this scene up for you know for some laughs and this is a time when you kind of just need to cut through the tension a little bit because it's you know like it it, it can be quite a heavy topic some of the stuff that we're going through here and yeah i think i think it's good timing um but anyway then we move into the scene where basically sean is um still drinking on the beach and meets reefer and um you know one of the things that i noted here is like why did nobody take him home he's got all these friends who are saying like he's in a state yeah. like, how on earth like I, I i guess that they probably could have driven him home and then he decided to go out on his own again but i did kind of that was my first thought it was like how did he end up here why did somebody not take him home 
Yeah, them, I mean, I'm assuming that maybe they did, but you're right. Like, it's kind of how did he end up there when, you know, exactly he was kind of there and now he's at the beach in his sand suit still. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting scene that kind of leads into it, just this conversation between him and Reefer, And then, you know, obviously Reefer's just basically like, you know, like, don't go down this path. You know, you can't get out of it and stuff like that. So, uh, and ultimately it's sadly going to lead to the downfall of Reefer, Just, you know, twist of fate. But, um yeah, yeah. Well, basically, you know, yeah. So he's he's got an infection and he's not covered for it, and uh, he's got a broken nose. And you know, Sean decides to kind of do him a, a I guess, a Christmas favor and take him to um to to the clinic and 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 fix him up. And um, that ultimately leads to him offering Reefer to have a bed in the um you know in recovery overnight. You know, it's it's going to be empty anyway, and you should be here. It's Christmas. You know, you should be somewhere you're comfortable. Um. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so, so that's as you say, it's going to have uh, some some tragic implications for this guy. Um, but you know, before we get there, we I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that before we move on to the the kind of next scene because there's quite a lot there to unpack. It's kind of straightforward, I suppose. You know, they off to the clinic and 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 that's about it. Should Sean really be operating in this condition? Is, is another question. But yeah, uh, <laughs> he's sobered up pretty quickly. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's also the case that he's just given a homeless guy's address pretty quickly. I mean, you know, there's that question, <laughs> right, but yeah, because um, yeah. he's going to give him all the suits as well. Eh? That's one thing yeah. I didn't. Yeah, or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you know, I think that that whole thing, I guess, of you know, when an emergency or whatever comes into place, is that you know, people do tend to kind of sober up pretty quick. I suppose. So <laughs> I, I guess I can kind of buy that, but I, yeah, I'm not sure I'd be uh, all that keen on being operated on. But uh, yeah, then we get this, this nice little scene where Michelle comes in and, and um, meets Wilbur, and um, yeah, I think that again, it, it's quite a nice little scene. It's I'm, I'm not sure there's too much to unpack here. It is it's just a nice scene. I think it's well done, um, and you know, it's obviously something that's going to drive the the action in the next couple of episodes is you know Michelle's relationship with with Wilbur and especially the next episode. Um, yeah, so you, you kind of needed this this moment as well, I think, where these two kind of have a moment, well, the three of them kind of have a moment together. And we're seeing their new house. I mean, they got a house pretty quickly. Again, we don't. We always kind of go off about how the time frames and everything are handled in Nip Tucks. Well, I guess we don't know how much time has passed since, you know, Christian put his house up on the market last episode to this episode. But um, they've moved in. They've got a new house pretty quickly. So, um, you know, good for them. Yes, yeah, no, you've, you've, you've got to be happy for them, I suppose. Um, and, uh, yeah, so then we, we head back to the clinic and, and James is there and stands in front of the tree and kind of gets the call that, uh, you know, um, they need more kidneys. They'll always need more kidneys. So we cut back to these kind of disco-looking Japanese dudes, which I'm still not entirely sure where this idea French-speaking I mean, Japanese guys, as, as of yeah. course, you know, normal. Yes, they look like they have literally just stepped right out of... Um, um, you know, Grand Theft Auto, Vice City. I mean, it, they just look like <laughs> exactly like where they've come from. It's, which I guess we're in, we're in Miami, so it makes sense. But yeah, like none of this makes sense. But you know, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, and so you know, she needs to she needs to find more kidneys. And um, hello, Reefer just happens to be there. Um, they're going to share a bottle of wine, and um, you know, I, I guess that most people can figure out where this is going. Um, but uh, yeah, before before we get there, we we do get um, you know we go back to Christian and Michelle. Michelle gets a phone call, um, makes some kind of bullshit excuse basically that you know she needs to go in and check one of the oh, I can't even remember what the excuse is, but you know something's broken. Burst pipe in Bert's factory or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And so we kind of yeah she gets 
gets back to the the clinic and um, yeah, Reefa has been <laughs> has been dissected, so Reefa is dead and has been you know basically everything's been cut out of him and you know we're gonna gonna make a fortune off this guy by um, getting rid of all his organs. It's very graphic when you kind of get to that scene too. Like you just got him laid open the table and his guts are basically hanging out. But um, just props to Jacqueline Bissett, just just this whole sort of her creepy sort of charismatic way that she handles his character. Like when she sort of approaches Reefer, you know, and it's like just this back and forth between the two when she's like, oh, my name is James. And it's like, oh, that's a man's name. And it's like, my name is Reefer. And it's like, oh, that's the same in any language. And just kind of like that little creepy little, um, you know, moment when she's singing tidings of comfort and joy as he passes out. Uh, just, yeah. just so subtly good. And I just, I just love the way she plays his character. Um, is this so, the first time that, that she has killed? Is this? Uh, I'm trying to remember back, or have we had another moment? Oh, where she's did Bert? Something? I mean, that was kind of Michelle, I guess, preventing him. But like, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, probably indirectly. Yes, but, but I think this is the first time we really get the moment where it's made made abundantly clear that um, you know. So she goes from like an organ harvester, which is, isn't a great thing, but nobody's getting nobody's getting killed because of it directly. To you know. She's going to kill this guy and take all his organs. And then, you know, it's implied in the next episode that she's going to kill a child and take both mm. of his kids. Well, she's, yeah, she's this... definitely deranged. She's losing it now. Like, I mean, it's kind of well, the pressure of it, I think, isn't it? And, like, obviously, you know, with Michelle, obviously, you know, moving on and just everything, she's just desperate. It's kind of... it's Some parallels, I guess, in a way, almost to the carver, just the fact that, you know, the carver ultimately never killed, but then he just kind of just lost it, didn't he, by the end. So, um I think there's a few parallels slightly there, but no, this is from what I can remember the first time she's killed. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is, you know, it's really upping the stakes, and I, I like the way it's all handled. I think that they, you know, they do that very, very well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed with how this is all going. And like you say, it is, oh, it's, it's a hard watch. It's, it's something um, that's not easy to digest, really, which is ironic because we see his intestines everywhere. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's it's a difficult one to watch, um, but yeah, very very effective, I would say. Oh, very effective, and then kind of like when they get there uh, in the bags and they're carrying him out, and you got those very creepily suspicious FBI agents, uh, <laughs> yeah. like overly creepily suspicious of the woman who owns the business and another woman dressed as Santa. Um, yes. like I just don't get why they're just like. What are you two doing? Who's this woman? Where are you going? What's in the bags? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do they think they're doing? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, yeah, the, all that stuff kind of like, and that is one thing I always think about the whole, the situation with, with James is that, you know, these things like just, not just the murder, but all sorts of different things I kind of think about. How do they kind of get away with this? And like, mm. just, Christian would probably, no matter how well they cleaned this, they're probably going to notice that a few things are out of place. Um, maybe I'm just, maybe, yeah, thinking about it too much. But there it might does, be plenty just, of murders out there, Nick, that people are getting away with. Who knows? This is a thing. Like, you know, there could be plenty of things like this going on until eventually people get caught. You always hear about these serial killers and that who go, how long without getting caught? So, you know, uh, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, th- that kind of wraps up that little bit of the story. And you know, rest in peace, um, Reefer. It was it was good, good while we had you. Short, short, but good. Uh, and yeah, and then we get, uh, I think, a really nice scene to finish off this episode, which is and Kristen's obviously all alone at home, so he decides to go and pay Sean a visit. And we get this kind of scene of Sean before Christian arrives, kind of putting the what is it, the, the baby's first ornament mm-hmm. on the tree or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, so you know, he's kind of reminiscing, and then all of a sudden. 
um, yeah, Christian's there, and yeah, it, it, it's quite nice. It's nice to have these two guys together at Christmas time. I, yeah, it's it, it, it's nice. I enjoy it. Yeah, and I, I I love how excited they get over chicken noodle soup because let's be honest, <laughs> chicken noodle soup is fucking amazing. So like everyone should get that excited over chicken noodle soup. But um, yeah, it is a nice little scene, and I kind of even like the way kind of Sean's got that box that says like reefer on it. He's like putting it under his tree. But uh, again, poor Sean, <laughs> you know, he's finally found someone to spend his Christmas with, and they've just been brutally murdered and hacked up. So um, but yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a nice scene to end it off, and it's good to have sort of Christian coming there and uh you know ending it there with him. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a nice little bookend for the episode. I think kind of how Sean started off so happy at the beginning of this episode, you know, spending thousands of dollars on Annie and now all of a sudden, you know, it's just with Christian. So yeah, it's a nice little way of, uh, ending it. Yeah, I think so. Um, and like we said at the top, it's, it's, it's a crazy, but fantastic episode, you know, like it's, there's just, there's something for everybody. If you, if you're in the show for kind of, you know, kind of graphic, surgery scenes or um whether you're in it for some some good drama or, or whether you just you're here for the yucks i guess there's something for everybody here so yeah i mean you've got to love it i guess um and so i'm probably giving away what my ranking's going to be for this but I'll, I'll hand over to you first anyway so is it, it feels like i know where this is going but is it a buy a rent or a bin from your perspective 13 in a row for this season and uh what's that 15 in a row overall now believe it or not um so yeah buying it absolutely buying it i mean this i'll tell you now that i've got this in my top 10 right now i've got this uh at number four uh out of 58 episodes that we've had so uh, i just think it's that good of an episode so uh, I'll put it just behind Connor McNamara 2026. So, um, yeah, just one of these ones again that I feel you could just watch easily. Just sit down and put on an episode of Nip Tuck, boom, put on Reefer. You know, it's just, it's just a great episode. So, uh, yeah, this, this could be a potentially because I, I really don't think many season five and six episodes are going to ultimately compete for a top ten spot. So this to me is almost a lock for a top ten episode overall. Yeah, and I'm gonna follow that up with a with a buy as well. I think it's it's really really good. And it's funny you talk about this as you know one. To, we often say that you know it's one that you can kind of pop in, and, but this is one you might potentially pop in at Christmas time. You know, if you if you just after something with a Christmas vibe. I mean, you're a sick bastard, and this is what comes to mind. But um, but you might do. Um, and yeah, so I I think it definitely is a, a great kind of standalone episode. Um, Lots of fun little callbacks and great characters. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing to not like about this one. It, it is a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I agree. There's, there's can't find anything wrong with this episode. It's just such a great episode. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it, I don't know if the party's, if you'd say the party's just going to continue on, but I, I don't think we're in for a bad episode next time either. So we're going to Willie Ward. Yeah, there's a dummy involved in this one. Um, <laughs> there's, just a great ending. There's just great. This is a great episode again. Like, I mean, really just living up to everything we're selling about season four. Um, and just the ending of this episode too is just, yeah, there's so much to love about it. So yeah, I mean, we just, we're really on a roll here. Uh, and I mean, realistically, I mean, I'm very much on a chance here of possibly buying every single episode of this season. So, um, it's crazy to think that, uh, that, you know, if you had said that to me at the beginning, I probably would have been like, oh, that would have been season two for sure. But, uh, here we are. Like, it's, it's that close to it. So, yeah, uh, I'm excited for it. I, the next episode is great. So, yeah, bring it on. Yeah. I mean, you kind of think of it as being the, the dummy episode, but there's, there's, um, a whole bunch of, of kind of interesting other stuff going on in this episode as well. Um, yeah, we kind of get the stuff with, um, you know, back to the Matt and Kimber story a little bit, which is, you know, is kind of fun. Um, yeah, so I, I think there's, there's a lot of kind of 
interesting little stuff going on in this next episode so yeah it's another one that will be fun to watch but but we will get there in due course so that's where we're heading next but um if you've enjoyed this episode then we'd love to get some feedback from you you know um rate us on itunes um you can find us in all the usual places on facebook and twitter and and all that kind of fun stuff but uh you know we'd love to hear from you and hear your thoughts on on this episode this season and you know are we crazy for for the amount of, of love we're having for it because it, it has kind of been a love fest on season four but uh, you know that, that's a discussion we can kind of continue on as we move forwards um, but for now that that's this episode and uh, I've been Nick and um, I've had enough orgasms for one lifetime and my name is Ben and say hi to Putin for me thank you for listening to the Oz Network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at theoznetwork.net